Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about roleplay tasks, the introduction of the concept. And as always, we're going to focus in on the roleplay. This, uh, this episode is very much roleplay heavy, so hopefully we can get better at roleplay together. Nice. But first, Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I think I tapped out all of my uh, role-playing game juice from that long weekend because I haven't played since. It's, it's now been, I think, two weeks. Um, I've been doing a little bit of crafting. I bought some minis uh, for that weekend, actually, that I didn't finish painting, and I realized how much of a pain in the butt painting minis. <laughs> I, I remembered <laughs> how much of a pain in the butt painting minis is so if uh, you listening uh you paint minis send me some tips because i'm i'm struggling I, I ha- i'm having a hard time finding the motivation to to really go through with it <laughs> funny about- my, my like i paint the minis too like not right now but like mm. and, and i find myself often spending too much time per per model i remember like it takes me so much time and then my my brother-in-law bought a bunch for a board game and he painted them in the weekend like um like so many i was like there's no way and then i looked at them and i was like well yeah there's a way that it looks like this like the mm. like you have to like find the amount of fun in i guess the time you spend it's it's for me it's hard painting minis because i always want to be very detailed but it takes too much time for what it's actually worth <laughs> sometimes at the table well i don't know some people wouldn't agree with that statement i guess yeah yeah some people are are real real big into painting minis i guess uh, for me it's it's the same exact statement it's uh i'm gonna use it it's, it might be a bad guy that you guys kill in like an hour <laughs> i yeah. can always bring them back i suppose as a different character but anyway I mean, how, think- about, how about you chris how are you doing oh i like that subject let's keep it okay. <laughs> i'm thinking of the shagath i prepped for uh for the top of the mountain like I didn't want to buy an actual shagget, so I used like uh, clay, uh, mm, like, like drying clay. The 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 thing it's like malleable and it dries and it's I don't, I don't know what what's, what's it's called clay. Yeah, yeah, clay. But like, was it like the like the green stuff? It's like one no, no, that would yellow. be way too expensive to do yeah, like okay. the amount I needed. No, no, it was it was like normal like artisan clay. You can buy it like any kind of crafting store. Okay. And uh, I painted it and everything, and it took a while. And it was like it was an evening; it was a monster for a whole evening, I guess. Like I think the fight was like five hours, which I mean, if you're listening, maybe that's not your thing. But it was a good fight. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like you spend, I spend probably more than five hours doing this thing. So, so yeah. like for big bad guys, I guess it's worth it. But then some, <laughs> if you prep an encounter that people just don't even engage with it might not be worth it for anyway pcs maybe right like for a player character yeah. that i get but at the same time as the game master you're not gonna i don't know i i would not take the liberty of painting everybody else's minis mm-hmm. because it's theirs like i don't want to i don't want to inaccurately portray their their beloved player character you know but anyway that's why i like the standees like the the paper standees which like i print it takes up like you need to cut them and everything but like it's it's good and like I, I was surprised I, mean, I guess we're talking about this right now uh, I was surprised when I asked the the players like would you rather have like actual minis or the standees and it was pretty 
people didn't really care about having actual minis. Standees were, were fine because, I mean, it's a good picture, which is painted and it's really like your character, that, where sometimes a mini, it's kind of, oh, it's it's a fighter. It's not, it's not really the color of my armor. It's not really the X, Y, Z of my character, but it's, I guess it's there, where the picture, mm -hmm. you can really be pretty detailed. A, a, a very odd uh, thing I love about the picture standees, actually, Chris, is that, and, and maybe you disagree with me, but I like that they're double-sided and both sides represent the same thing. Um, some, you know, in a mini, sometimes it's hard to tell one character from another, especially if you're in a dark basement and both characters are red. Like, you know, from mm -hmm. the back, the fighter and the paladin might look pretty similar, so it's hard to tell who's who, but we you know we have we have our distinct background colors and like borders on our little paper standees so it's <laughs> in, t yeah. in terms of clarity they're very they're good yeah and the storage is anyway that's i guess yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. another discussion we should have a We're... whole episode talking about mini yeah 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 for Maybe me it was not. a question of money <laughs> at the start but yeah sometimes like anyway yeah let's let's not talk about this this is not role play this is technical stuff yeah, if yeah, you guys are interested into... in this, tweet at us and tell us at roll underscore play underscore chat that why minis are the the best and we're wrong and yeah yeah reach out to your favorite miniature painter and tell them they need to be a guest on roleplay chat and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about mini painting. <laughs> I mean, we do paint like I I did like the my my main campaign like evil guy was like Kazron, a like bull lava monster that I took from Descent. Mm. And like, I spent a lot of time on this mini to make it look just right because it was like the end of everything. Like the Shagat is the same thing. I print, printed the 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 like uh, standy version of it, but I was like, this is not cutting it. I uh -huh. need something better. And then I spent hours doing a freaking miniature by hand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's talk about roleplay tasks. <laughs> roleplay tasks. Let's let's get into it. So, how about we? You know, I, and actually, this this deserves a little bit of a caveat, right, Chris? Because um, I think for the first time in roleplay chat, the 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 channel, the podcast, the show, you name it, uh, Chris and I are coming to you guys with an idea that isn't fully complete, or at least it isn't fully complete in our minds. It's uh, it hasn't been fully tested and proven. To our standards but um with that i'll pass it to you chris to maybe explain a little bit more that this caveat kind of yeah. explained it before the episode you, you said it, you said it very eloquently and i don't want to steal your words from you <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to remember what i said uh so yeah it's, it's a concept we have the skeleton of what it is we tried a little bit which we're going to share the experience with you guys today and we're actually hoping to have a discussion about how to improve it, depend like regarding what might be the the, the shortcoming in it. And if you guys are listening, either you can listen to this uh, with the mind of like seeing how we conceptualize a tool like this, which uh, we believe to be a tool that has a lot of potential. Uh, so you can be very passive about it, but you can also be very active about it. Like if you have actual answers, because we. We, we might come up with possible answers, but you just listening might come up with way better answers and we would actually love the help. So if you guys want to, again, reach out to us on the Twitter at roll underscore play underscore chat or by email at contact roleplaychat.gmail.com. We'll repeat that at the end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but 
if you have an idea, please share it. Uh, we'd love to to hear about it, and we'll give you credit and probably part two where we're actually like the goal is to try it. Yeah. After today, and come back maybe with the findings and the final version of what roleplay tasks are going to be. But I think yeah, it's still yeah. useful right now. It's kind of like a peek behind the curtain, right? Like you know, we're we're going to talk to you guys about this tool that's uh, we've tried a couple of times, and it's like Chris said, it's it's still useful. It still achieves some of the objectives we set out for it. But there are a couple of shortcomings. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about in today's episode. We're going to explain to you what roleplay tasks are. We're going to explain to you, you know, why we designed this thing, or why Chris ultimately designed this this tool the way he designed it, and then we're going to talk about its shortcomings and some of the things that you know, you know, like I said, a look behind the curtain at our creative process in uh, reflecting on the tool. And if if you have thoughts that you want to share with us, please go ahead. Uh, we'd welcome your creative input, I suppose. Um, so let's let's get right into it, Chris. What what is a role play task. All right. Um, the role play task is a tool uh, that came to be after a big event in my in in, in my campaign. Uh, there was a lot of things going on, and after the game, I think it might have been the pandemic. Actually, we had to stop for a while, and I was trying to prep for the game, and I had like. Oh, Diedrich needs, like, I feel like Diedrich needs to deal with this thing. Ludolf needs to deal with this, this thing that happened. And I have a bunch of, like, everybody, every character had kind of a to-do list. And I didn't want to tell them, don't forget, you have this to do. But at the same time, I knew they wanted to do this. But sometimes when you mm -hmm. come back after a while, you kind of forget. And I, I found, I, I tried to find a way to, like, do that. And then it kind of dawned on me that structuring this could actually be helpful. So here's the structure. Um, and actually, Chris, before you get yeah, into the structure, just to clarify for people listening, uh, this these to-do lists that Chris is talking about, you know, some of them are tangible objectives or quests, but most of them uh, are often, you know, in our in our gaming group, they're often things that our characters should react to yeah. or, you know, talk to another character about or express their feelings about, you know, it's, it's very introspective, but we want that introspection of the character to be done explicitly. And, you know, we've talked about this before in the show where that's where all the juice of roleplay comes from is, is these deep dives or these intense conversations about you know, life-changing events in a character's, uh, in a character's life. So you, you that's, know that's I, the before list. I, yeah, before I go with the structure, I think, I think we should give a couple of examples because you're right, it's not super clear right now. Because it almost sounded like objectives, which is a different thing. So uh, so I have them in front of me, actually, what I wrote the first time. Like, this has changed a little bit, but let's stick with what we initially went with. Mm -hmm. So I had Dietrich uh, that basically had a crazy vision quest. Like, he had a vision uh, of something that is to pass. Um, and obviously, you could just, like, say, I have a vision, but I'm not going to talk about it. But that's not super interesting. So I know that Matt wanted to talk about it. Uh, but maybe he would have forget. I don't think he would have forgotten that part. But like yeah. everybody had something like that. Like Otis was something about like he wanted to get his uh, sister. Well, in order for that moment to be emotionally impactful, you need to do a little bit of setup, which is sharing maybe a little bit of your past with someone. So that mm -hmm. kind of like it's kind of a to do list of in order for the plot 
to make sense later or in order to advance my character in terms of role play, there's a, there's a specific scene that needs to happen. Um, Randall, I had, um, you react to Randall leaving combat to help the dying dwarf. Okay, yeah, Randolph during that fight just left the fight to go help someone. So the, basically an NPC that was about to die, and he saved the, the dwarf. How do the partner feel? Like, how do the, the his partners feel about him just leaving in the middle of the fight? Are they like, oh, yeah, you saved the guy, or this could have killed us? Like, you know, mm -hmm. that that's an interesting question. So there's a bunch of this. For every character, I had one of those, like, how will they react to this thing happening yeah, and, and I think, you know, for those of you listening that are players in, in games or even for game masters listening, I'm sure that situations like this happen to you all the time, right? Especially near the end of a big quest or uh, if there's the death of an important NPC or even another player character. These, these are all touch points that are really important for your character to express and externalize their emotions to the rest of the party. So, Chris, you know especially after a long break like you're saying Chris you wanted us not to forget and you, you know in in an effort for us to be in an effort for us to have these moments happen or naturally mm -hmm. in in like a collaborative way i think this is part of the reason that pushed us towards developing a tool that would facilitate that yeah the big thing was like all of these things like if I have Diedrich go to someone and be like, I had a vision, it was crazy. And then Otis goes to someone and be like, but my sister though. And like, this would not feel organic or fun. It would be very like forced. Mm -hmm. So the idea is this, the idea is that, I mean, I wrote at the start of each session, but maybe we can talk about this later, but at the start of each session, the player write a role play task. Uh, and that would be of you react to insert character name about something that happened. Let me go back to one of the example. Uh, so that means that Matt, who has the Diedrich character, says, uh, wrote, uh, writes, sorry, a uh, roleplay task that says, you react to Diedrich sharing his vision with Otis. Okay, so that's the action. Like Matt knows that he wants to share his vision with Otis, but he wants someone to react to it. He doesn't mm -hmm. want, you know, sometimes that happens when you share a big thing and nobody reacts to it. Or like, so the goal is to basically, uh, I, say, I don't know how to say this. Like it's to set, set it up in a way that people are aware that it's coming to react properly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and to further describe, you know, further describe the role play tasks, um, th this structure was for every character, to, every player to do this and give it to another character so that, you know, everybody at the table had um, almost like a role play objective or like, a, I mean, it's a task, a role play it's task. a role play task. <laughs> they, they had something that they had to keep an eye out for. So if one character is acting really nervous, well, you know, maybe they could infer that they're acting nervous because of the thing that's on the role play task. So it encourages them to, it gives them a little bit of insight so that, oh, maybe I'm going to ask them what's wrong. Maybe I'm going to ask them why they're nervous. So it's, it's being gift giving. It, it, it's finding a way to uh, facilitate this gift giving process by feeding one of the players additional information about, you know, what's inside the mind's eye of, 
character. Yeah, because that the example I gave was not super conducive to that. But like, for instance, Xavador was uh, to re you react to Xavador being proud of killing the massive beast. Well, he's just he's not gonna necessarily tell you like, look, look what I did, look what I, like he might just be very subtle about it. But mm -hmm. to have another character come to Xavador and being like, what did what did you do? Like that's amazing, and then start a discussion around it really lifts the character of Xavador up for that achievement. And because Xavador is the one writing it, he, the, the player playing Xavador, he can really put the focus on what he wants. I remember you telling me, Matt, about like the fact that as a wizard in a world where magic is not that accepted, you end up often having other player or other even NPC always being curious about what is blue magic and you end up like mm -hmm. always explaining the same thing where this role play tasks allows you to maybe put the focus on something else than the the like obvious like blinking lights which is your magic userness i guess yeah yeah exactly so it it really helps and i think we're we're now touching on some of the objectives and the benefits yeah. of roleplay tasks so are, are we is that clear should let should we I, i'm gonna wrap a bow around it one last time just so that it's super clear sure. for everybody listening so roleplay tasks are a tool that uh chris introduced to our gaming table and the tool is effectively at the beginning of every game players write down something that they want another character to react to and it's you know about their character about their achievements about one about whatever, you name it. Um, and then they hand it off to that person, and then that person is going to try and facilitate that uh, role-playing moment to happen, and then for them to react to it. Um, and initially, so I had like a reward system with a fate token, which is kind of inspiration for D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. I mean, this might be needed at your table if you want to implement role-play tasks. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll let that to you, figure out like how you want to reward it. We found that my like the players at our table didn't really need a reward in order to do this. Uh, so I guess that's that's one aspect of it that we're not really going to focus on. But you can definitely consider uh, on your use of roleplay desk. Yeah, and so with this tool, I mean, it, it's uh, I think it's important for us to talk about the, the achievements or the things we were trying to achieve rather with roleplay tasks. So some of our objectives or goals, um, and whether or not it did all of these things uh, is like like we're saying it's still it's still unproven fully, but uh, I, I think one of the big objectives of role play tasks and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, was to incentivize this gift giving. Right, we, we had an episode on gift giving a while back where you know, in 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 principle, it's you as one character are a fan of the other characters and you try to give them the opportunity to shine. Well, a, a roleplay task is a very concrete way, was designed to be a very concrete way to facilitate that so that you prop somebody else up. Yeah, because sometimes it's not always um, easy to pick mm -hmm. up on those things. Uh, maybe someone's acting a certain way and you interpret it. Like, it needs practice, you know? Like, it needs practice to be able to empathize with what the the other player is trying to do and like react in a way that helps that person achieve what they're going for in terms of role play sometimes 
So yeah. this is a way, like we even talked about this in, I guess it was puffer fish moment. I'm trying not to talk about puffer fish moment all the time, but like, let's let's say uh, in setting up a scene, um, like sometimes you want to talk to your fellow players before to set it up because you want their approval or like you want their consent, I guess, um, or you want to give a heads up like, oh, I might confront you on this, for instance. Um, so that's one level. And this is kind of like the the training wheel that goes from talking about it explicitly before and not talking about it. It's just like a one sentence direction. We're not going to talk about it. I'm just giving you kind of a prompt mm -hmm. and you, you need to react to this now. So yeah, encourage gift giving, definitely. Uh, I, I will add like promote better listening at the table. Like it's almost, it's linked to what we're, we're talking about. Like paying attention to those cues, uh, I think is kind of a, a skill that needs like, any player needs to work on uh, initially. And I hope that this will, like the goal is maybe at one point to remove these role play tasks when it won't feel necessary. And I think this is one of the main thing, like listening to the other players and trying to engage them on what they want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the big one. And, and then it also gives some ammunition to the person receiving it, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing as a player that I've noticed is if somebody does a big reveal it's hard to give a creative reaction to that reveal that isn't always the same like if it's always surprising news well i guess i'm always going to act surprised but if i have a role play task and i and i know it you know i know that my gut reaction is going to be oh i'm going to be surprised but oh i need to be more than just surprised how can i uh express my surprise and another emotion maybe maybe uh Maybe I'm ner not only I'm surprised, but now I'm worried about this character, and mm -hmm. I'm going to express that worry through the scene. So, so it, it gives the other person some time to actually reflect on what they're reacting to, for it to be as constructive as possible, or or at least to be as uh, forward moving as possible, like to create interesting drama or push the the narrative. Yeah, I think it's that's that's a big one too because uh, it's hard. It's a hard skill to commit when you're a player to commit to like an emotion. Like someone does something and just to be like enraged, that might yeah. be a hard emotion to like commit and then have to follow through. Where if you have a little bit of a heads up or you have the time to set it up, it might be a fun one to do. Where like I have some players in like I I've I've played with players that will tend to always go neutral when those moments arrive, arise, mm. I guess, um, because it's so much easier. You don't commit to anything. I tend to do that too often. Like when it's not about my character, when it's about my backstory and stuff, I'm fine committing. But if it's about someone else's, I maybe don't want to put my, like both of my feet in like that other player's like story arc by like pulling out the, the spotlight. So sometimes it's hard to be like, does he want me to react to this? Like, this is almost yeah. like a, a free card of like, yeah, jump, like come in, come play in my uh, sandbox, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and how can I be strategic about my reaction to, to whatever it is you're announcing? Um, you know, one thing that, I, I'm, gonna, I'm using an example with Diedrich, my character in your game, Chris, one thing that I've been worried about for a very long time in our game is that everybody is going to be against 
his decisions. Like, you, you know, right now he's exploring this vision, for example, the one that you gave is of him exploring, you know, quote unquote, forbidden magic. It's basically, it's basically like against the rules of, of the institutions of magic. So I'm, me as a player, I'm worried that everyone's going to just flat out have the same reaction to my character of like, no, that's bad. We support you. We trust you, but you need to stop. Yeah. Which is what's happening if you like, that's kind of what was happening before we could communicate this. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, you, you know, what I would hope for when I, if, if, you know, if, and when I were to give a role play task about this, and I feel like I have already, but if, you know, if I keep digging into this more, I would hope that the people receiving the role play task would uh, assess the role play task and say, okay, this is like a touchy thing. How would everybody else react if they didn't have the time I'm getting to react to it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can, you, you, the roleplay task is basically added information that me as a player, not as a character, me as a person, as a player at this table, gets to take in and find a way to make the game better. So, you know, if if somebody were to present me with a roleplay task of similar nature to to the one that I just described about about Diedrich, I would hope that they would think about, okay, how does every how is everybody else going to react to this if they didn't have a roleplay task? If they just like were given this information flat out, well, their gut reaction is probably going to be against it so maybe i should make my find a way find a reason for my character to support it or whatever like this is a pretty binary example but i, I hope i'm getting my point across that the, yeah the role I, play I, I mean i think it needs like it it can allow for nuances that yeah, yeah. reacting on a gut feeling on a gut feeling might not allow and i i think we're touching on on the like the meta knowledge of it and i think we're going to put that on the back burner for now and we'll talk it after talk about it after yeah, uh, yeah but maybe sure. i'd like to move on to um other kind of like pros or like the goal of it um one big one also was to make exposition feel more organic cuz uh if let's take the example of, we we talked about it in uh, narration for example uh player narration when Diedrich is, we're taking Diedrich because, I mean, it's your character. Like, Diedrich is looking at the family picture uh, while they're around camp. Um, to have, so, like, to have a roleplay task that kind of says, like, react to Diedrich uh, feeling nostalgic about his family, for instance, mm-hmm. means that, like, when you're going to describe your character, like, looking at a family picture in whatever way you want to describe that happening, uh, the player with the roleplay task will be excited. Will will jump on the opportunity of getting your exposition out or like your story out. Where sometimes what would happen in maybe less trained table or or even just sometimes it fall into the cracks. Like players don't engage with that. They're just like, cool. Math is putting this out there for like later. We don't really need to ask him about it. It's just like. Fla- like yeah, flavor yeah. but maybe it's not maybe he actually wants people to react to it yeah absolutely it it definitely makes uh it makes the process of this exposition feel more natural feel more collaborative uh and i mean not only exposition but also like you're saying chris like preluding right you can mm-hmm. you can definitely use role play tasks to facilitate a moment where your character is going to prelude something that is going to have importance to them in the future. Um, I won't get too much more into what preluding is because, again, we like like uh, like the 
like the gift giving episode, we also have an episode on preluding, which is a fantastic role play tool that I encourage you guys to go back and look on. I'm going to actually go find what episode that is specifically. Yeah. And that's while well, you do that, like in terms of preluding, that's the example I gave with Otis sharing about his sister is, is one that is preluding because he knows he's going to seek, like he's going to, he's looking for her and it's probably going to be a plot point at one point, at least where you need to like kind of set it up for it to, to, to make sense later. So that's a great way of being like, ask me about it. Cause like, I'm going to act on it. And someone needs to be interesting in this, interested in this for it to be engaging for everybody, which brings me to the, I guess, last point I'll talk about the goal, which to have other person invested in your character story uh, is really important because uh, like gift giving, it's um, like gift giving is being forcing yourself, or I guess like making an effort to be interesting in others. This is almost giving interest, like being like here, now you have um, an invested. Well, it, yeah. It's like you also like by reacting to it, you're investing your character into the completion or the you know into the ride into not just this yeah you're not watching anymore you've committed to a you've committed to a position that you're going to like slowly continue to play into the this character's whatever it is you're reacting to um so yeah absolutely it so so those were the objectives of of the role play tasks and before i forget the episode yep. on preluding is the first episode of season two. So it's, nice. uh, you know, it's been released quite some time ago now, a couple of months probably, but yeah, that definitely encourage you guys to go listen to that. Um, and let, let's go back. So that's the role play task. Those were the objectives, you know, that we had set out and that we wanted to try and achieve when implementing it into our game. Now, I, I guess uh, to return to the caveat, this got implemented into our games uh, just before the pandemic hit. So the, the pandemic hit and we hadn't had the chance to describe this, this tool to our table yet. Uh, and then obviously we started playing a couple games virtually. We, we weren't sure how long this thing was going to last. And when the summertime came and we were able, excuse me, we were, we were able to meet as a group outside, socially distant, we, we played. We got to play and explain the tool to everybody. And I think all in all, Chris, we got probably about, what, three or four games uh, with this tool as like a, as a possible option for players to use. Yeah, and I think we, we did, I would say three before going back to the remote play. Uh, so what I'll say is initially everybody was excited about trying it. Mm. So excited, but like people wrote, oh, actually, no, you might be right, it might be four, because we did the one where I gave the roleplay tasks, which was kind of like the introduction. But let's talk more about the, the second one where people wrote their own. Um, and then I guess writing this, people were excited about steering the boat in the direction they actually wanted to, to do that. Mm -hmm. um, A very positive reaction. Very, yeah. Yeah. Very positive initial reaction, very positive like reaction even after the game. But maybe we can talk a little bit. I guess I'll just go ahead. Like yeah. during the first game, it one had been a while since we played. So people were excited about just getting like good role play because we played remotely, which was more tactical. It was kind of like a side plot. 
uh, with like other characters, but this was like going back to the character. So everybody was excited about it and it ended up being very role play heavy. Uh, but it was, I think, I mean, I think it was one of the best role play night uh, in terms of the group. I think some of the people were really engaging with the tool in a way that allowed them to have the best role play I've seen from them. People that are really were like always good. How I don't know how to say it. Like people that were like doing a lot of role play already, it it was it was not a hinderment. It was just yeah. It definitely didn't. It definitely didn't feel like anything. It, it didn't feel like it was slowing us down or stopping role play. It, like I said, it it just gave us more inspiration. Um, and I would agree with you that it was a good night, good game. Uh, we had a lot. We had a lot to reflect on too, right? It was right after. Yeah. In the timeline, it was right after a lot of stuff went down. Um, and and sorry, I interrupted your train of thought. Keep keep. No, going. no, I mean, it's fine if you have something. To say. But uh, I'm just trying to like say that the first time worked very well, very role play heavy. I think almost all of them were done. I had, we had I think five players, so that's five role play tasks, and everybody kind of achieved. What they were going for, uh, I believe, uh, and people were really excited about it. Second time, uh, people, if I remember correctly, the second time people wrote their thing. You know what? No, the first time. Sorry, the first time was uh, me giving the thing. It went super well. The second time, people people wrote their thing and were really excited about it, and it went well. But what we realized at the end is that people were, because we're, we're looking always for roleplay tasks, for those five roleplay tasks, it ended up taking a lot of the time of the evening, which was kind of slowing down the, the group. Like it was just roleplay, 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 which is fine. We love it in our group. But at one point, even after, I think we were just like, this was great, but like, how are we going to get other things done? You know, like we're on we're doing a lot of reflecting back and forth. was that the feeling you had after after the game um yeah i mean i don't know if it, it definitely the game felt more scripted mm. right like the role play because each scene takes a you know let's say each scene takes four five minutes of of role play you throw in the rest of the actual game um you you know the the game master describing things it it felt like out of all of the role playing scenes a good 80% of them were yeah. these role play tasks and it was a by i guess i mean it was a byproduct of the role play tasks whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i i'm undecided but it definitely felt it felt more directed which was i suppose one of the one of the purposes of the role play tasks maybe too directed though yeah, and back then it was a lot of, like it was giving fake tokens to the player, so people were also like looking for this, which, mm -hmm. like I said, is kind of like inspiration, um, which kind of felt like you kind of needed to go, like you kind of needed to do your roleplay task in order to have your share, I guess, um, and that's kind of one of the, the the thing we already talked about you and I about like how to improve it. Like five is a lot per game, I think. And I guess yeah. we're getting into the segment of like thinking about how we're going to fix it. One of the things we talked about was maybe having less. Because one of the things also is like if I set up a role play task 
that I think is going to be interesting and it's going to be relevant. Maybe after 15 minutes of play, something happens and that role play task is kind of no longer valid. Something crazy happened or, you know, it, it happens. Like it just it, it's, doesn't work with what's going on. It needs to be okay to readjust it somehow, I guess, which was not a possibility uh, in the initial design. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Um, and it definitely felt, especially with the reward, it, it felt like it was obligatory, or not obligatory, yeah. but like, oh, well, if I, don't, if, I don't, if I don't actually bring this up, react to this person's roleplay task, like, I'm, I'm preventing both of us from getting a, a, a reward. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean... This person wrote this task because they wanted to talk about it. So, like me as a person, I feel kind of crummy if I don't, you know, like I I should do my 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 part as a player at this table to to achieve the thing that this person is asking me to do. Like it, it felt almost personal. I was like, if I don't do this for for them, uh, I I'm gonna feel bad. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, so that 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 that, that was, uh, but I mean, it it definitely. I feel like we're. I'm sounding more negative than I want to sound. Like it was. It was definitely the the goals that we set out to do with this object with this task. I feel like we achieved them. But yeah, it, it generated an interesting, different set of byproducts. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good way to putting it. Like the problem was not that it didn't do what it was supposed to do. I think it did that well. The problem was that it created other slightly less important problems, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, which was kind of slowing down, kind of because it gives too much, like it gives direction. It gives a little bit too much direction sometimes. But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm going back with the reward system, and I think that's the last thing I'm going to say on it. Like. I put that reward system in it because I thought some players needed that. Because if you receive that roleplay task and there's nothing attached to it as a reward, you might just be like, well, whatever. This is the opposite of what you just said. This is optional. Maybe I don't feel like it tonight, so I just won't do it mm -hmm. because I'm a little bit tired. And what, like some people might. And my goal was to incentivize it. So I didn't know how else to do it. But maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe the guilt of not giving the other person what they ask is enough. I don't know. <laughs> I mean that maybe that's just me, and you'd have to ask the others at the table. But I, I think that's that's part of it anyway. Um, but you know I, I, I'm keeping notes, and I'm gonna write no rewards. Like I'm, I, I, during the discussion, I'm trying to keep notes, and we'll try some of these and like report, I guess. And I'm writing no rewards. So let's. We should try it with no rewards at all to see if people actually do it. Yeah, and maybe yeah, that's actually going to lower the like the amount of like you know it felt too directing. Like if if you don't have that reward system, maybe people will have the liberty, freedom of being like you know what I could do it, but we've had a lot of like let's move forward. I'm not going to do it tonight. Yeah, yeah. I I think too. Like one thing that I think was a problem that um, that I think we have a good solution for was this original concept of making the roleplay task something you do right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I already talked to you about, Chris, but, mm -hmm. you know, when you start a game, uh, you're not in it. 
you don't, you don't, as a player, it takes a little bit of energy and a little bit of focus to get back into the skin of your character. So right off of the gate to ask for, for this roleplay task, which conceivably is probably going to be one of the most important scenes your character is going to be in for the, for the night. It's, it's hard. It's, it's, it, it puts a lot of, uh, puts a lot of pressure on you as a player to come up with a, with a good, you know, a quote-unquote a good roleplay task. And I know uh, they don't all have to be life-changing moments, right? They, they, <laughs> and they can be optional too, which I really like how, how you, um, you know, said, so, you know, they're optional. You don't always have to come up with roleplay tasks. You don't always have to have them be a, a for a specific character. It can just be like, I want somebody, it doesn't matter who, to react to a specific thing um so that that was a good bit of flexibility you put in there but but i think what um what i liked the most was this idea of instead of making them happen at the beginning of the night make them happen at the end of the previous mm -hmm. night so that you know you, you have all that energy from the night to commit to something that you're like oh you know what i this is vivid in my memory right now let's Let's make sure it comes back next game because I want to explore my character's emotions and objectives as it relates to this thing uh, in the future. So that that was that was something that we proposed, I think, to the table. Uh, I don't think we not? have actually tried it because you know what you talk about it right now, and like we said, this is like we're in the brainstorming here, so. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, so I initially was a, I, I created it very stiff to be like one game, like created at the start and at the end if it's not resolved X Y Z, it's not important it, what it happened. it disappears. Yeah, yeah, it disappeared. But you can decide to like take it for the next game or just cancel it. And like it was very like mechanics, uh, mechanical. So you said I, in my mind we 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 said well you you told me we should do it at the end of the game, which I think is smart of like doing it while it's fresh. To prep for the next game but now what you said right now was more like let's not worry about games let's just have a pool of role play task or maybe not a pool but like let's assign role play task when it feels organic when you actually want something mm -hmm. when you think about it like if it's a beginning at the end and the middle and let's keep them all active for the next game and remove them as they become obsolete and add some as it like the new so it kind of becomes a continuously it's a continuous pro process which i think is even better than forcing it at the end of the game because i was thinking like every end of the, of the game i'd be like okay homework guys right now you have five minutes to write the roleplay task for next game but maybe that's not it maybe like literally in the middle of the game something crazy happens and i see like someone be like oh and roll the roleplay task to send to someone because they know that the next day they want to have a scene about it yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, having a pool. I, I mean, I'm not sure I understand what you mean by having a pool. Yeah, yeah, no, don't forget, but I, about, I'm, forget about the pool thing, but like assigned tasks. Assigned, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so roleplay tasks shouldn't have a date of creation or a time. Like, you know, you, you, no window of creation. They can create, you can create them whenever you want. That's an interesting idea. Um, Yeah, I'm taking notes. So I would say no time limit for creation or achievement, I guess. Yeah, but you don't want to have too many of them 
No, they would be. They would be. They would need. <laughs> and I don't know if that's interesting to the listener, but like there would be a need, a need of like maximum three per table or maximum. But you don't want to all the time to have the same player doing it. So I guess yeah. that's. Something I, I actually wonder if, and this is going to add more work to you, <laughs> as or or to the <laughs> to the game master. But I, I I wonder if it'd be valuable for the game master to play a role. I mean, I I know originally I think we wanted this to be a fully player driven tool you know for the players by the players but because it was oh sorry sorry i was just saying it could be interesting actually for the players to submit play tasks for the game master's consideration so to say you know instead of even picking who you want to react to you could just you could just write a role play task and give it to the game master and then the game master can decide Okay, this is. I'm going to give this right away to this other person. Or okay, you know what? Let's let's hang on to this. There's a lot going on tonight. I don't think we need to have. Hmm. Or like three people might write the same thing, right? They might three three players might be like, I want my character to react to X or Y, blah blah blah. And then you got you got five or six characters reacting to the same thing in the same night. Might not be super interesting, but if you have them, okay, you do it tonight. Oh, and then you do it three days later where you have a nightmare about the monster. I don't know. I'm just I'm just coming up with nonsense. Or maybe, you know what? It's no longer such a big deal and it, they, they expire and and maybe the game master has to come back to the player to say, hey, you know what? I don't think we're going to address this. Are you that? I, I don't know. Yeah. No, um, I, I really like, I mean, you're adding control to the game master. You know I'm all about control. <laughs> as a game but like, yeah, no, submit to the game master. I love this idea exactly. Like, I think it solves problem like this, the whole like reacting to the same thing, which we had a problem with because uh, mm-hmm. there's something really shiny that happened. Which, like, I if I get four of the same thing, then I just throw away three and we do one. Like, we don't need to do like we do it the amount of time we want to do it. Uh, so no, actually, I actually like the idea. Uh, obviously, you need. Also, the, as the game master, I know what your plan as a player is, or I should say, I know what uh, the other players are kind of planning because most of the time they're telling me, like, does it make sense? Like, here's what I have planned so you might prep for it. Mm-hmm. So I have information that I might be able to filter roleplay tasks through to, like, make things fit, where, like, you don't know who's going to react to X, Y, Z, but I know it applies to someone else's backstory that you don't know. So maybe I should give it to the person that I know might be a little bit. Maybe you just give it randomly, where I can actually have a reason why. Uh, and yeah. I say I as a game master, obviously, like in, like any game, it's kind of like that. I, I think. Yeah. Well, you have that extra information about the other characters, which is beneficial, and it and it prevents these cycles of roleplay tasks constantly going to the same characters too. Yeah. Um, and and. Not to not to say that people do it intentionally, but I I actually remember of the nights that we had roleplay tasks, there was always like a trio of three characters that were giving each other roleplay tasks, mm-hmm. and my character and 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 the fifth player character uh, were never part of that, were never part of that circle, and not not that I felt left out, but I felt like my character was consistently evolving with a different like me and Salvador our characters were growing 
but were being left out of the growth of the other three and mm -hmm. vice versa. Um, so having the game master be this siphon, you can kind of like pitch it around to prevent that from happening. Maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I think it breaks. It, it breaks uh, the circle. There's a couple of issues there that could be fixed with that. I mean, there's the whole censorship though. Like, yeah. I mean, not literally censorship, but like, if someone like I really want someone to react to this, and as the game master, I'm like this is not important compared to the other one. Like, I could see a problem there, but if you're not a dick about it, like I think it should be fine. But. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I... It's a valid point. Like, yeah, yeah, even if is. you're not trying, even if you, Chris, are not trying to be a dick about it, you might, you know, if you had to pick between three or four out of six roleplay tasks, you might not pick the silly one about my character reacting to tea bags. But, like, like, it's a stupid example, but it's actually coming from somewhere because I remember somebody telling me, my character didn't have enough dimension. All of my reactions and all of my things were about magic. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I have to come up with different things, different dimensions. So if I want to like obsess over tea bags at the shop and have somebody react to that, it's, it's hopefully with, with the intention of adding, it's a stupid example, but like, you know, it's, it's a different dimension. I think no, but I told, that's a great, yeah, that's a great point of like, going through me kind of adds this yeah barrier that i mean i guess you'll have to you would have to tell me like i i want this because but then you have to justify like yeah. i don't know, i i like it i would i i think we should try it because i don't i don't think that's much of an issue like i have to be aware if i keep keep a, a good notes of like how many of each character like if i did three of yours i have before I, I take one of someone else's, and that's a problem, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think I would probably keep like a thing where I mark like who, who's, like a tracker almost, like a tracker, yeah, like tra track what I use. Anyway, I like it. We'll try it. Uh, I think I like it. there's a couple of things I want to address. Um, first, uh, when we do role play, that's something we didn't mention was you know, when we say like react to uh Deidre sharing his vision with Otis. Yeah. Technically this could be given to anybody and technically that person, let's say Randall gets it, Randall could react to anybody else. Like you don't need your reaction is not directed towards anybody uh, specific. So that's an, an important concept because a little bit like the 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 way you said about like those three people, like even if they have role play tasks, they could have reacted to you about what they got, even though it yeah, was not about yeah. you. So um, I think there's that that solution to keep in mind also, like that the reaction is not targeted to anybody specific. The task is targeted, but not the reaction. Um, That's true. That's a really good point, Chris, that you bring that up. Um, and in fact, it never happened in our in our uh, testing of this tool. I don't think any of the roleplay tasks had that kind of um, had that situation happen, which I would have liked to see, yeah. you know, in a lot of like dramatic TV shows or like rom-com movies or a, a lot of the time, even in real life, there's going to be 
like the background chatter, the water water cooler talk or whatever, where people like spread rumors about other people. And obviously that's a toxic type of environment to, to have. Like you don't you don't want to be spreading rumors about other player characters, but it's certainly easier to open up about your feelings to like a third party than it is to have that confrontation one-on-one with like the person who's doing something or you react like if someone's if you want to react and be opposed to something it's far easier to react to a third party than to the actual person yeah and and even if your goal is to eventually like i'm thinking of high school or even i mean even as adult like if your friend friend a does something that you find for instance of uh i'll say offensive but that's a strong word like you feel i don't know you you feel offensed about yeah, maybe yeah. you won't get you won't go to that person and be like, "What's your problem?" You'll go to a, a second friend, friend B, and you'll be like, "When that when friend A did this, like, am I wrong to feel that way?" And then you can have re, like a, a whole scene about this, mm-hmm. and then once you have one person, maybe two persons, and put the the input of one or two people, then you go back to that person and have like your full-blown reaction and that's what like you said what what you were about to say about like drama like when you watch a movie or a series that's a lot of that and even in real life that's mostly what it is like yeah i remember my high school and it was a lot of like people talking about the problem for like days before it actually came back up like yeah yeah And, and actually if we can get back into the meta knowledge I think that this generates an interesting opportunity and actually maybe maybe roleplay tasks should be more by default this like third person like you react to somebody else because it, again it, it you know you create a, a safer environment for people to express the characters to express their feelings and the other person who they're talking about is literally sitting there listening to them talk to each other right like yeah, this yeah, never yeah, yeah. this never happened in in high school <laughs> but <laughs> but if it did you'd you'd be able to like absorb it and like have that emotion fester and like think about meta knowledge on how to better to react to like we're playing a game where one of the one of the main levels of enjoyment for most of us at our table is to have these cool role play moments well the more information that's available to everybody uh, in terms of how different characters feel about different things, the more you can take that information, abstract yourself from your character, and think about like, okay, how how does my character feel about this? Is that an interesting emotion? Is it, and you know, and you can kind of take steps to find a way for when that confrontation happens or when the two characters are put face together, that it's not just like them yelling at each other or, yeah. or it's not just them uh, dismissing each other, but it's actually constructive and interesting. Yeah. And I think as a player, one of the best, like I, that's, I would love it to see two other characters talk about my adventure, my, my arc. That's, that, that's a very good point. Well, you said to, to encourage this, like, are you saying it should be, I'm guessing we, we can't really, f- Say that it should only be this because then it's like an in, like infinite loop of like uh-huh. role play tasks that does not resolve but um but maybe there's a way of maybe there needs to be like a i, I don't know what the split is i don't know if it's 50 50 
or if it's, you know, if one of them should be higher than the other. But it, it definitely, when we tested it, it was 100% just people reacting directly to the person that the task, like, mm. involved. Which um, is funny because I feel like before we did roleplay tasks, there was a little bit of those direct ricochet where two people would talk about someone else. Not super often, but it would be a little bit. I guess mainly about your magic thing because you would do things and like it was kind of relevant to the plot. But yeah, yeah, no, I think it it gives a direction. It well, feels and I mean, like, if... sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, roleplay tasks are might seem like the they say like, oh, you need to react to that person when they do this immediately. When in fact, it's actually like better to not react immediately and wait for the another moment in order to milk the, the cow. Yeah, and, and maybe maybe passing it through the Game Master is another way to have that happen. Maybe, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, maybe sometimes roleplay tasks can be targeted because you want a specific character to react to you or react about something. But 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 if they're not targeted, which I find that you know quite a few people have had untargeted roleplay tasks, where it's just like, hey, I want somebody to react to to my character killing that killing that innocent person by accident. You know, I they shot a fireball and it killed an NPC by accident. Well, I want somebody to react to that. Um, but you don't know, you know, you don't really have a specific person in mind. Well, if you give that to the game master, perhaps imbued into the roleplay task and now i'm really spitballing here but maybe part of it is the game master adds a line saying okay well character a react to character b not to the character who gave like there's like a third line where it's like mm -hmm. character c writes i want everybody to i want somebody to react to my fireball killing an npc and then you say okay a and b you guys talk about it like behind character c's back you know <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean that's that's a good point. And I, I guess I guess that's a hard fix, I would say. Like it's like a hard like I add a line, like as the game the game master adds a line yeah. to, to force it. But but I think even before that, your idea of like submitting to the game master removes a little bit of that direction because if the, the task is you react to Diedrich having his visions, for instance, because that's the example we've been saying. Yeah. If I'm the player playing Randall, and I received that from you, Matt. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to react to you. If I receive it from the game master, then there's nothing that says to react to Diedrich. I'm just, it just says react about it. So then yeah. I think it's it's less restrictive, even like at this point. And then it had me like it got me thinking. Then you don't have to write tasks that are about your character like we've been doing that like it's always been about your character but like let's say you're the player playing randall and you're actually interested in, in seeing people react to diedrich vision then you can write that my goal was to make sure like that we would diversify but if it yeah. goes through the game master and there's like three people saying the same thing about diedrich one i've learned that this people are interested in but two then i can like put like i can control a little bit in terms of like okay that's diedrich let's let's do this but then after let's move to another character yeah so um i have thoughts about that actually um because 
one of the perks that I saw in the roleplay task that I that I really liked was that oh, it yeah. gave me control over mm-hmm. what other people like. I could pick something from my character for somebody else to react to that maybe they wouldn't have picked up on, or maybe they wouldn't have thought to react to. Right? If yeah. if we start allowing people to write roleplay tasks about different characters, then we kind of fall into this cycle where where people are just going to react to the same surface level stuff that I don't, as a person, want to talk about. Like, if, if they... I'm going to use magic again as a stupid example, but like, maybe there's something that makes me uncomfortable too, right? Like, if if, oh, my character has gray hair and aging makes me uncomfortable as a person, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's maybe a... a no, no, but I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? You mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it could even be like I don't want confrontation in my game, and everybody's writing me task about like you confront that person, even though we say react, not not something specific. But like, yeah, yeah. If everybody is like you react to him about magic, and everybody's just telling you how like bad you are, it's not. Yeah, I totally agree. You're totally right. This is like I wrote it already. Keep it about your character. Yeah, That's, yeah, that, but but totally but right. definitely going through the game master still creates that that um, it removes that like sense of obligation maybe mm-hmm. because it's coming through you. So you, the game master, thought it was important enough to bring up. Um, I mean, um, and and no, like sorry. everything, I was just say, and like everything, I suppose having a conversation at the table about about how you know it would be interesting to see more diversity in terms of who you react to mm-hmm. maybe solves the problem yeah there's a lot of those problems we're trying to like find like almost a mechanical way like all of this technically you don't need role play tasks if you're the great listener and you're you're great at gift giving and you're invested in everybody else's story you might not have that issue at your table like for me like our table didn't have that issue in terms of the group mm-hmm. but we had a like specific players that would always be at the center of the role play. And one of the main goal was kind of evening this out so that people that wouldn't normally commit could commit because they knew in advance. And also yeah. people would think about what they wanted their play, their character to be about, because you have to write it to someone else. So it comes back to what you're saying, like, we should keep it about your like our own character because this introspection into your character allows you to also give yourself a goal for for the game. Um, so, so yeah, I think all of this is to solve little things that I mean are not real problems, but we're, we're trying to improve here, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and it's a structure. It's a role playing structure, which I I I really. Like and now that you say that about you know it, it gave people the opportunity to think about how their characters reacted, absolutely. Like there there were some people at our table, whenever they role played, they often role played like they'd have a joke and they'd be kind of non-committal, or they would role play a little bit, but you could tell that like they didn't really want to commit to a certain reaction or to a certain emotion. And as soon as you 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 introduced the role play tasks, I saw a layer of role play that was not there before like it was it was night and day and it was so much more po- like in, ter- in terms of role play it was an improvement um so i think that that piece 
worked well. It's just getting timing right about when people in, like give them to you. Because yeah, I, I, like I think people... submitting to the game master is actually a very good like uh, contender at solving a lot of those small issue diaries. And like we said, it did what it had to do, and you just said it again. Like it really improved uh, some players that maybe did not have the space at the table to really explore what they they wanted to explore with their uh, character, but. The issue of like having too much stuff to do uh, in one game, I think submitting to the game master and kind of trickling is that the word? Like, like kind of going yeah. slowly. Like, I, 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 if I want to put five this session, it's five. If I'm thinking there's going to be a combat, maybe I just put two. Like, that was one of the issues. Like, if everybody writes one, is really excited, and then 15 minutes in, there's a big combat. Then after that, does that mean that in the second half, everybody will rush to their role play task? That's no fun. So um, I actually like this, and like it could be like, okay, they're chilling at the tavern. I look at my roleplay task that I have, and I just boom, boom, boom. This is what I want to see. I guess this is not even what I want to see. This is what you guys told me you want to see, and I think this is a good moment now to do it. If you don't, just give it back or like find another time later that you think. Yeah, it's, it's... I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. Um, I I kind of thought. I have to think about how I feel about you, like, because <laughs> I, I don't know if I like the idea of when we get to a scene, or when we get to an environment that's conducive to roleplay, that you direct the roleplay by saying, here's three roleplay role tasks, let's make, the, let's make the conversation at the bar about this, because that that's the message that's going to send, right? Yeah, like, and I, that links to the, the next point I had on my thing that I want to mention, which is feeling that you cannot react to something if it was not giving through a roleplay task, which is a problem that roleplay tasks create. Yeah. But I, I, I'm go I want to let you finish your thought on this, but yeah, that's definitely an issue. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, because let's say exactly this example, we're going to the bar and, and you, you spit out three roleplay tasks, now, there's almost like this signal from the game master that like, okay, talk about these things. Even, even unintentionally, talk about these things now. Like, th this is the time for you to do it. I, yeah. For some reason, I, I pictured us... I actually didn't... I, I, I hadn't really figured out when you would be giving them to us. I, I kind of assumed that you'd be giving them to us maybe at the start of the night. And if we don't get one at the start of the night, it's because like uh, there there there's gonna be there's not enough time tonight for one because there's probably gonna be combat or or I don't know but then it generates the same problem of it could it could become irrelevant over the course of the night which doesn't get solved that way I I don't know I yeah no I totally I totally get your point of like obviously the the the, the answer on my side is easy of like well just don't do them this is not me writing them this is you guys. I'm basically just or the orchestra leader or whatever it's called. Like I'm directing yeah. what you guys are telling me. Like you're giving it to me, I'm giving it back to you at the time that I feel when I when I say at a time, I guess what I mean is more like non-combat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess but then I would say like just keep it 
and you don't have to do it and you can do it another time. But I guess, let's say you've done, like, you have one role play task in play from the previous, and then you go at the tavern and I have role play tasks. Like, you guys are probably going to do role play. So I should, it's a good time to give it to you, but it doesn't mean it should be about it. I don't know. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I think it's an it's, issue, but it's, we, we should definitely try it. I'm not saying we, yeah, should, we should try it. Yeah, we should try um, it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Roleplay tasks are, are, like we said, they, they solve some of these problems, but they create other ones by the virtue of like trying to create too much structure on roleplay, which by, by, one of the benefits of roleplay is that there isn't structure to it. Um, yeah. It's, but it's there is, though. Like, it's just unsaid. Un it's unsaid. Yeah, I know. It's and we're not really good enough to be able to... We're not critical role-level actors, so when we, when we come to the bar scene, we need help making that scene be interesting. Um, yeah, because, I, I mean, if you're an actor and you're, you're like, an improv genius and like you can think of those things and you can commit and you can like deal with it later this is more like the let's give us time and have a good setup for it to be op op optimal and mm -hmm. i mean i still think it's good I, I i mean i'm i know it's good like we we wouldn't do this if we think we didn't think it was something to gain i think it's a powerful thing because we've experienced it first especially with some players um but I mean, we're gonna. I don't see if you add structure to help, you, you're gonna have structure maybe at times that you wouldn't need it, and that becomes negative. But I think it's a very small price to pay for what we, we gain personally, I think. But um, I think then it comes back to communicating that this is optional, this is not time sensitive and if it becomes irrelevant it's not a big issue because if we if we go back to the idea of like not having a reward system i don't know how i would feel with a reward system because i think a lot of those fix don't work anymore if we have a reward system but i think today our takeaway i guess would be no reward no time limit of creating or engaging Submitting to the game master, seeing if distributing it can make it non-directional and can uh, also control the amount of things we have to deal with at once. Mm -hmm. uh, encourage uh, working with the third person, not reacting directly to the, like, like what I just said. And we said to keep it about your own character. So like write tasks that are about your character to be given to someone else. Because otherwise, we discussed the fact that then the, the goal is to bring attention to what you actually want to do and not have other people impose on you scenes, which you can kind of already do, but yeah, yeah, then you can disengage a little bit more, I guess. And and I think you know this is a caveat that we probably should have mentioned from the get go: role play tasks. Just because something's not in a role play task doesn't mean it can't be communicated in a role play scene. Um, role and play that's tasks. What that's that's or, kind of the issue with the what you said about the tavern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a tavern, there's like there's a finite amount of time, right? Like, so in theory, roleplay tasks shouldn't take up all of the roleplay. 
yeah. because, but in practice, there's a finite amount of time for play in a game. So if you go to the bar scene and there's three role play tasks on the table, that's going to be tight. It's going to be a tight bar scene. If there's just one that you, that the game master shares and actually that that's, that's maybe the solution because yeah, before we had too many role play tasks. And as soon as there was the first opportunity to play, everybody like, jumped on them but if the game master is able to like drip feed them to us maybe i i don't know but like you mm -hmm. drip feed it's like okay there's a bar scene okay here's one role play task and and we don't even know it goes out right only the person that gets it knows that they got it so in that 15 minutes of role play there's one scene between two characters while the other people off and play darts or you know order the most expensive bottle of whiskey that the bartender has and and like it's still it's still conducive to like different types of role play that aren't maybe so heavy um i think we need to try it i think we need to try it i, I yeah, think we're it's at a this good point and or yeah. we need to hear about your awesome solution as a listener if uh if you have one <laughs> Because, I mean, I, I see other problems, right? Not other problems. It's not big problems, guys. It's I would encourage you to try it in any form you think fits with your table from what we, we've talked about it today. Um, but, like, the idea of, of, of going one by one, for instance, like, if you wrote something about you want someone to react to your vision, I get it, but I don't send it out right away. When you act all, like, confused or whatever about your vision, you don't know if someone had your task. Like you don't know if it's time to like, like throw the line and wait for someone to like grab it. So yeah. maybe then we need to, like when I send give it to someone, I'll be like, "This is yours, Matt." And you know, like there's a bunch of of, of issue that might come with that format. Small so nuance. Yeah. for really small nuance. And and to be honest, at one point, people might pick up on it without the roleplay task. So we're we're adding a layer. Which is more for the the unseen, the, the 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 forgotten. Like if you act about your vision and everybody engages with you, you don't need a role play task. Mm -hmm. You need a role play task when it's about something about tea. Yeah, <laughs> tea. If I want to talk about tea, no one's gonna engage me on it. So I gotta make a role play. That's the that's the bottom line here, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get just a bunch of like stupid like. <laughs> React about me talking about my dog from my childhood. I mean, that's not bad, but if it's just that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I think we I think we did a good job talking about play tasks. I think we're going a little long, too. So maybe we should we should wrap up. Yeah, you did a good job already summarizing the takeaway what you want to do next time we do role play tasks. But um, for those of you listening, I, I hope this concept of Systematizing role play through role play tasks was helpful. It's it's this tool that does generate uh, structure that incentivizes gift giving. It incentivizes incentivizes collaborative storytelling, and it it really helps give people this opportunity to think about how they want to react by using the meta knowledge of the game as a player and not as a character. Um, 
so we, we'd love for you guys to try it out in your games. We'd love to hear, you know, if there's feedback, if you guys uh, have variations that you'd like to suggest to us, we're all ears, because like, like Chris and I have been saying this whole episode, this thing isn't in its final form yet, and uh, we'd love for you to help us get it to that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you, we've kind of talked a little bit about the meta knowledge. Like this is obviously meta gaming, but we believe it's good meta gaming. It's like discussing outside of the character to to really help. And I would just to to maybe repeat a little bit. I would I would really encourage you to consider it if you think if you're the game master and you think your players could think more about their character in advance and and be more engaged with like the future instead of just reacting all the time. I think this is a powerful tool. And another indicator of, I guess a table that would need this is an uneven role play that you would like to like have a little bit everybody at the same level. I think this brings collaboration uh, and thus it brings everybody at the same uh, level of level playing field. And, and that way you can move forward with this. So please try it uh and that's not it doesn't take a lot of time and if it crash and burn we want to know but it, it i'm i'm sure it's going to add something to your game and if you do it please 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 tell us because <laughs> we want to learn from it too uh, what worked what didn't work yeah yeah so if you do if you do have that feedback for us about play tasks please reach out to us you can do so by contacting us on twitter that's at underscore play underscore chat or we have an email that's <clears throat> contactroleplaychat at gmail.com. If you want to tell us the big tale of what happened, Twitter might not be the best for that. Email uh, email is great. Um, yeah, actually, ah. you know what? And, and I mean, maybe if you guys come up with a cool story or you come up with a cool suggestion, we'll, uh, we'll read it out on the show. You know, obviously, if you know, time permitting, but um, we'd, we'd love to be able to to share the things that you guys come up with as well. And um and then I guess we'll revisit this topic, you know, once once we get the chance to uh, explore some of our hypotheses and uh Yeah, I, I mean variations. we didn't mention that the fact of playing remote. Right now we're playing remote and role play tasks have a place there, but we're still not sure. So probably we'll wait to to play a little bit of it in real life before coming back to this subject, but we're really happy to have shared that with you guys today, and we hope to see you soon. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that helpful, Chris? Do you think it's gonna? This is gonna be. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't know about the listener. I, I think it's uh, it's it's helpful for the listener in terms of like the, the base concept. But for us, I think yeah, the submitting to the game master, I think yeah, might be might actually be useful. Uh, those those kind of things. It's like you you think of a small. But it has a big effect. So mm -hmm. when you try it, you can really see like kind of like the the cogs falling into place or the puzzle piece falling into place. So I'm optimistic that uh, it's gonna fix the the main problem for me was the fact that everybody felt like they had to do it and it slowed down the main plot a, a lot. Which I I think I can assume the responsibility of managing pacing in that sense. Cool. Good. Well, then that is everything. Now for roleplay tasks. We'll see you guys again later. See let's, you guys. Let's call it a chat. <laughs>